From Rectangle Health, this is the Modern Practice Podcast, a show that provides you with fresh perspectives and practical advice from industry experts in the ever-changing world of healthcare technology. Every episode, we tackle a timely topic to help you stay current and simplify the business side of healthcare. Without further ado... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Modern Practice Podcast. Today, we're diving into dental practice marketing and how you can attract and retain patients with your website. In the digital first world we live in, a well-built, powerful website is essential to growing as a business. And joining us in our discussion today is CEO and founder of Great Dental Websites, Jeff Gladney. Jeff, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you being here. Oh, Thanks, Gary. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So I want to start by giving our dental audience not familiar with great dental websites an opportunity to learn more about your company. Can you talk to me about how it came to be, what triggered or inspired you to found the company? Yeah, um, my background was in software engineering and particularly building content management systems. So like web publishing software. Um, I was doing that in San Francisco for a while. And my dad, who's a dentist, um, needed a new website. And so I, I was trying to help him find bids and try to find a good company. And the, the quotes he were getting, uh, he kept getting back were really expensive and they weren't like good options anyway. Um, so I, after uh, enough of those, I got frustrated and I was like, I'll, I'll just do this for you. Um, and so I have eight dentists in my family and very quickly the word got around to the uncles and the aunts um, and they wanted in on this uh, free website deal. So I ended up making a content management system just for dentists. The, the whole idea was I don't want to have to do this, you know, eight times. So I'm just going to mil- build a piece of software that'll kind of um, reconfigured for each practice. Um, sure. And then I'll just have to do it once. I had learned this technology at work. Um, and that was kind of the first iteration of Great Dental Websites. Um, halfway through the project, they started referring like colleagues who weren't related to me. Um, and by the time I finished it, like six months later and launched it, I probably had like two dozen clients. Um, that kept on for a few years. This was like a side project um, until I think it was like one day at work. I got like four calls from new customers and I couldn't take any of them because I was in meetings. Um, and I was like, well, I might actually have a business here. And I kind of looked at the numbers and we figured out a way to make it work. I quit my job um, and the company kind of left uh, left the ground. That's awesome story there, Jeff. And we all know that feeling when family comes in to ask for help. Yeah. Blows up really quickly. Well, I've been going to him for years to get, you know, free dental work. So it's fair, fair, fair trade, I guess. One hand washes the other. Yeah, exactly. So Jeff, as you know, there's so many website building applications out there, too many to name, but there are gaps, shortcomings, flaws in that quick build website platform. Um, Did that play a role in why great dental websites came to be as well? And, and what were some of those shortcomings and flaws that you had identified early on? Yeah, there's a couple different options that dentists have. And um, most dentists will get, you know, an open source or, uh, or off the shelf, you know, content management system like WordPress, which is, is there's nothing wrong with WordPress. It's a fine platform. The problem is it's not what we would call multi-tenant. So there's no kind of like central core that gets updated as Google changes the rules and requirements. Um, that your software can kind of subscribe to. So you publish, it, let's say you hire a company that builds something for you in WordPress and they do everything perfectly. The site is just exactly at the state of the art, exactly the way it needs to be. And, it, and they launch and everything is great. 
Well, each week that goes by, you know, there's going to be some change. Some, and some are bigger than others. Some, it might be six months before anything of substance happens, or it might be the very next day where Google just decides, for example, you know, like several years ago, they said, we don't want you to have those uh, separate mobile websites. We all remember those. Everybody had like a separate mobile website and it was m dot, you know, rectanglehealth.com or rectanglehealth.mobi or something like that. And it was like this, this kind of slimmed down thing for uh, mobile devices. Google just decided one day that's over. You need to have a responsive website. So throw out your mobile website, whatever investment you made in that, it's junk. And you need to rebuild your whole website to work on any device. Um, when we got that news, we just updated our platform and that uh, got up, that update was given to all of our customers for free. Um, there's been other instances like that that happen almost every month where we just update the core software. We are, we're basically a, subs a subscription software. You can think of it as like dental websites as a service. And we're just constantly trying to keep our sites and our clients' sites um, at the state of the art. So you can certainly do this with WordPress, but you're going to have to have a very good relationship with your developer. And it's going to be expensive because every time one of these changes happens, you're going to decide, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to suffer whatever penalty, high or low, that Google places on the website or I'm going to get out my checkbook and pay for it every single time. And after a while, the total cost of ownership of the site starts to go through the roof if you're doing it this way. Um, but most people don't do that. Instead, they just sacrifice quality. And when the site launches, you know, quality is really high. And then it just starts going down, 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 like a stock ticker until finally it's so bad that you wake up one day and you say, this whole site needs to be thrown out and we have to start completely from scratch. And then we have to spend thousands or maybe even more than $10,000 to rebuild the website. And then we do the whole thing all over again, five years from then. And this is the cycle that most dentists go through. And you end up paying more money and getting a lower average quality for your website and worse average performance on Google over time. And this was the cycle that we wanted to break. We wanted to keep the cost low. We can kind of share the cost amongst our about 950 or so dental practices that use our platform. Um, and we can keep the quality high all the time. Um, so that's, that is the, the customer that we're trying to serve. And that's the, the problem we're trying to fix. Thanks so much for that, Jeff. Um, you know, dentists are not marketers. Uh, some of them might be. The, some of them are great. Most yeah. of them, uh, I would say, are just primarily focused on, on you know, making healthy smiles and, and keeping their patients happy and healthy in that sense. But, and you touched on this a little bit, it, it's, it's hard to uh, have that trust between your developer and yourself or, or to know yourself that these changes in Google are happening, that these design elements that need to be incorporated or functionality elements need to be incorporated into a, into a site to keep it modern. And your team consists of multiple players, uh, from the user experience specialist to the user interface specialist to the search engine optimization specialist, design, copywriting, marketing coaches, and IT. Can you sort of walk me through the process of working with your team and how key players come into the mix at different stages? Yeah, for, for most clients, um, you know, they'll talk to somebody from sales who wants to understand what their uh, what their their needs are. And, you know, we we sometimes recommend a client not work with us. There's, there's probably like, you know, five or 10 percent of the market that's a bad fit for us uh, for one reason or another. But most most de uh, dental practices are, are great fits. Um so once uh, they progress through sales, they'll be assigned a project manager. And that's the person who's in charge of collecting all their information and kind of shepherding this project all the way to launch. 
Um, they'll coordinate with a copywriter who will interview them and really get to know them because we want the copy to really sound like them. Um, that's, that's usually a big mistake that dentists make. They'll just hire a company that uses the same copywriting for everybody and they'll change, you know, Dr. Smith to Dr. Jones and then call it a day. But people uh, have very different uh, philosophies about how they practice dentistry. Some people have this like very holistic approach. Um, they want to remove mercury amalgams. They, so we've even some, have a few clients who don't recommend, recommend like fluoridated toothpaste or removing fluoride from the water. We have other dentists who completely disagree with this. And you know, these are clinical decisions that are made by the dentist. Um, this is not, you know, we're, we're not qualified to make these decisions. And then other people have different approaches. You know, there's like, there's like eight different types of Zoom, uh, you know, Zoom core whitening products. Um, everybody's got different reasons for picking their type of implant. Um, they may use a CEREC machine or they may have a really high-end lab that they like. And we want to have the copywriting really express um, to the patient, you know, what this dentist is all about. So that it'll resonate with the patient. And when they come in, they're already a great fit. And the worst thing that can happen is you have this, you know, very humorous writing and then it's very, you know, colloquial and jovial. And then the patient comes in, the dentist is very, you know, buttoned down, tie like down the business. And they're like, well, who is this? This is not what I thought I was getting. So we really want to use media and the copywriting to communicate um, with the patients as much as we can. And we, we sometimes get feedback from practices where patient will come in and it surprises us sometimes. They'll tell us like, we read every word on your site. Like, really? You spent hours on it? They did. Um, so some people are really um, nervous about going to the dentist and they really want to get to know them. And that's what the copywriting team will bring out. Um, the UI team and graphic design, you know, we, we want the design to reflect the practice and the branding. Um, but the UI team spends tons of time like A-B testing, like various landing pages. We really want to have, you know, the landing page for dental implants convert somebody who's thinking about it. And we've done, you know, psychological testing with users and like eye tracking um, with random, like, you know, people that we hire to, to try to con improve conversions by like two or 3%. And then when we find out something that works, we push that update to everybody's landing page. We're kind of using this process of UI design to push everything together. The, the marketing team um, kind of has a veto over all new design elements. So somebody from the SEO team is sitting in on these product design meetings and saying, no, we can't do that. That's going to hurt our performance on Google. And sometimes engineering rolls their eyes and is frustrated, but that really drives a lot of the decisions. Engineering plays a part in this too. They're constantly trying to speed up the sites. Uh, we have this huge distributed system of like hashing um, on various Amazon servers spread around the country and the world. Um, a bunch of our clients are from Australia. So we have to cover um, kind of, because they're there too in Canada uh, as well. So we're, we're constantly trying to improve the speed too. You know, the, the, the slower site loads, the more likely somebody is to leave and the lower Google uh, scores it. Um, that's a speed is a factor uh, for ranking sites. So everybody kind of plays a role in putting all, all this together to give a fantastic uh, experience to the user and to, to Google search bot too. Yeah, and the website is ultimately, it's a tool to convert and capture business. Uh, depending on that specialty, depending on their focus and, and, the, and the core audience that that dental practice wants to, to attract new business. Um, what are some of the best practices your team implements to make the website effective in capturing and converting that business outside of, um, you know, honing in on the specialty? Well, I mean, the, there's a couple of uh, things like a lot of it is supporting media and content. So, 
um, we'll ask the dentist, We because whenever we bring on a client, we really want the dentist to become a partner in the marketing. And they don't need to really think about the strategy. As, uh, they can do that as much as they want to. And we, we welcome their advice. But what we need them to do is produce some content. So we want to have a video of the dentist explaining the service or procedure in like 30 to 60 seconds. Like you walked up to the guy or gal on the street and you ask them like, well, well what exactly is Invisalign? How's that different from normal braces? You know, what would you say to a patient? We'll give them a prompt like this. Um, because we want their personality to come through. That'll help inspire confidence for people who have a dental phobia. Um, we also want them to take pictures of their work, their before and after cases. And a lot of dentists are perfectionists. That's kind of the hardest thing to break there is, uh, you know, they're, they're good enough. Uh, those pictures you sent, go get some better ones, but those are already look great. Dentists are obsessed with making it look perfect. Um, but that shows a patient, hey, um, I have that problem in the before. That's what my mouth looks like now. And I would be very happy if I got ended up with the after picture. Um, so it kind of shows proof of that they can do the work. We also like them to get video testimonials. Um, that's more social proof that other people like them. So, and oftentimes the, the patients will surprise you and kind of speak to a fear or a concern or a benefit that you hadn't initially considered um, as a marketer. And it, then that works its way into the copywriting or the FAQs or something the dentist will say to reinforce it. So if we can get all that content and put it together um, on a page, um, then we have a really effective landing page that's, that's answering all of the objections that a patient might have internally hold in order to move forward with uh, uh, booking that procedure. Yeah, but it's not set it and forget it, right? How often are you reaching out and requesting some new content, whether it be video, uh, written piece, uh, reviews, things like that? Oh, we will attempt to politely harass our customers every month. You know, we're <laughs> like, um, you know, nagging personal trainers trying to make sure that your website is in, and your marketing is in the best shape it possibly can be. Um, it's really up to the practice owner how much they want to engage uh, with us on that. Um, most of our clients, I'm glad, do. I think it's like it's like an 85% like compliance rate, um, wow. the way we track this internally. Um, but uh, some clients are really busy because they have a lot of patients, so that's a good excuse. Um, I understand that's the, you know, the proper way to focus on it, but when they have time, you know, they'll come back to it and we'll, we'll pick up where we left off. Uh, but yeah, we, we do want them to kind of be thinking about this, have a review strategy in place. And other people in the practice can participate in this. So some dentists kind of outsource all this work entirely to their team. Um, so somebody else is taking the before and after cases. Somebody's asking for video testimonials. They might record the videos once at the beginning, uh, but then they leave that day-to-day -day stuff to the team. Somebody at the front desk asks for um, online reviews. So, and they, you know, sometimes they'll give away like Starbucks cards or something to incentivize their staff uh, sure. to do this. And then as long as you get this smooth running uh, machine going on, then the marketing is just constantly refreshed and updated and added to, because people will look at uh, the recency or how recent reviews are too. My wife will not book an Airbnb unless there's reviews from like the last three months that confirm that like the place is clean and there's not, you know, mold and other serious problems um, in there. And uh, people do the same thing looking at dentists. So if you just have lots of reviews, but they're often like five years ago, it's not good enough. Um, they, people will look and see, well, what's going on lately? So shifting gears here a little bit, Jeff, the practice built has the website built and now it's time to scale business. And as you touched on reviews, play a key, key part in a decision maker, um, just like your wife, myself, any business I choose to work with, um, I'm looking at those reviews, uh, the quality of the reviews and the recency of them. But I want to talk more along the lines of the cash flow and revenue. 
Can you talk to me a little bit about how Great Dental Websites and Rectangle Health partnered up and what value that partnership brings to your clients? Yeah, I mean, we like one one thing that consistently comes up um, is like, well, how do I pay for this? Um, you know, pay, uh, like financing the procedure, um, paying for a bill. And we would just constantly get questions from clients um, who are like, can you, do you guys have any service to add like bill pay um, to our you know, website? And I think that was kind of the first spark of like, well, we need some kind of partner for financial services and payments. Um, and when we started looking around and eventually found um, Rectangle and you guys had a good reputation, we had some customers, I think they were already using you who were happy. Um, you guys would meet the needs of our customers and it was very easy to integrate um, into, our, into our software. So um, yeah, that, that was a natural partnership. It fulfilled a need uh, that our customers had. And um, I think we've gotten nothing but positive feedback so far. Yeah, and you know, as, as a website developer, uh, the owner of the company, CEO, what kind of impact does that payment link, let's say on a site, have on the patient experience and also on the staff? Because when we look at modern day retail experiences, you know, we convert on Amazon every day. We convert on Netflix every day. Um, we're making payments digitally in, in most of our ex buying experience. Um, what would you say is the importance of that uh, on, a, on a dental website? Yeah, I, I mean, it, just having easy payments, like it, it, it makes such a difference in your cash flow. And I, I don't have any staff. This isn't my primary business. You guys, you guys can probably speak better to this, but I can tell a story that just happened to me um, this past month. I owed a bill to one of our vendors. They sent it to me in, I think, February. I got it on my phone and I was like, oh, let me let me go take care of this now. Um, but like uh, they, they, they needed me to like set up an account or like it was like some clunky thing that I had to do to pay the bill online. I'm like, oh, I'll deal with this later. And, and then I forgot. Um, and so they politely reminded me like, the earlier this week and like, Hey, I didn't give you a bill. And I'm like, no, I pretty sure I paid this back on the 1st of March. Um, I have a reminder to my accountant that like sending them, Hey, I, I just paid this. This is what it's for. Um, so when the bookkeeper classified it and they're like, no. And then I, I had to like look through my credit card records and finally confirmed. No, I actually have forgot to pay this. Um, and so I finally paid it again last week, but and then, you know, they're, they're fine. We've had a relationship with this vendor for years. So they weren't upset. It was just a mistake, but like, little things like this can happen. And then the patient moves or they decide they're unhappy or they switch dentists and then you never hear from them again. And so you really have to give your patients options for paying as quickly and seamlessly as possible. Like this should be the easiest, you know, interaction with the practice they have, because honestly it's the most painful, um, perhaps the second most painful, depending on the procedure, but you, you don't want to have the payment part be a pain in the neck. Yeah, absolutely. And from our end, we hear it all the time. It's not only on the digital side, but, you know, many practices still mailing out paper statements um, and, and waiting for that for that payment to come inbound from the patient. It gets, you know, set aside with a bunch of mail uh, and, and forgotten about, especially if it lands in on a Friday, you got the weekend coming in. It's the last thing you want to do is pay bills over the weekend. So well, um, we do yeah, hear that. The other thing. I think the other thing that has to be considered, um, some people will prefer, you know, checks because uh, there's no transaction fee, but there is. Um, you're just paying somebody differently. Your staff has to sit there and cash it. Like that takes a minute. Sometimes it gets rejected by the bank. Like, oh, we can't read the signature or like, you know, the, the, the amount seems different. 
And like, we've all had that experience trying to digitally like cash the check with your phone. You got to send it back like five times. Um, my God. And then it wastes, it ends up wasting like 40 minutes to cash a check for $70. And then, then you still have to get the money and like properly, you know, put it in the right account, the accounting software and like work it into the bill. And I think you guys, that was the other reason that we really like rectangle health. I think you guys had some kind of bridging tool um, that would help, you know, automate that. And like, so there's, there's still a cost to, to processing checks that, you know, we, we have to bear um, and the practice will have to bear too. It just doesn't seem like it because you don't get an itemized bill for it, but you're just, you're still paying that. It's just, you know, taking away from the time that your front desk could have made a great patient testimonial video for you. Absolutely. And last question here, Jeff, before I let you go, I'm a dental practice looking for a brand new modern website, or I need an overhaul. What do I need to do to prepare before working with you and your team to get that amazing output? Yeah, and this, this would be helpful for working with any company. Um, but what we love to see is if a practice has come to us, and I mean, this is the this is the wish list and the ideal. But if they already have like all their before and after cases kind of, that they that they're really proud of, if they have a couple for every single service, they're all neatly organized in folders. You know, there might be a little description of each before and after case because. Some people just send us pictures. We're like, we, we don't know what happened. Uh, we can see the teeth got less yellow, but like there's been a bunch of teeth moving around. Like, is that an implant? Um, did they have orthodontic work? What, what's going on? Um, so, you know, we, we want to know a little bit about them. And it's also nice to tell a story about like, well, what motivated, like, you know, this is Gary, you know, he was unhappy with his smile. He'd been drinking coffee for a long time, you know, and then he just woke up one day and decided, I really don't like these yellow teeth. I'm sorry, I'm picking on you, but um, and then he decided, I'm going to do something about it today. And so he came in, he asked Dr. You know, Smith for options and gave him these, you know, these, uh, whatever, Zoom. And Gary couldn't be happier with his white teeth and his, his wife likes it too, or whatever. They, these little things like help tell a story and help let people at home kind of resonate with, oh, that, that actually sounds a little bit like me. Um, same thing with patient testimonial videos. If, you, if you've recorded a couple of those, even on a, an iPhone, that's fine. Um, if you've thought about the various services that you're offering and you just write like five or six bullet points about like, this is our approach, you know, to doing um, implants. We use a CEREC machine. Um, this technology is quick and fast. We have lots of experience and the quality is really good. And, you know, the dentist has got done tons of continuing education and is really good. Like those five or six bullet points really help the copywriting team come up with something unique that's tailored to the practice. Um, so kind of getting your content and your media organized in advance will make the project go faster. Um, it'll improve the quality. You'll be much happier with the result. It'll take less of your time overall. So if you're thinking about updating your website, and you can do that at the same time. Like we have clients that start working on that like the day they reach out to us because um, we tell them on the first call, um, this, will, this will be great if you have this. It'll make the project better. Um, but the sooner you do that, the better. Thank you for that, Jeff. And I think it's that storytelling approach for anybody starting. If, if a dental practice asks, well, what kind of content do I produce? Where do I start? Tell that story of the before and after, how you're helping, what the outcomes were. That's really positive and strong there. For our listeners tuning in today, if you're looking to revamp your existing website or have a new client converting one built from the ground up to cater to your practice's unique offerings, I encourage you all to visit www.greatdentalwebsites.com. I will have that link in the episode description below, as well as a link to Rectangle Health's online payment solutions page, 
to learn how you can reduce accounts receivable and make it simple for patients to pay for care quickly. Jeff, thank you for the laughs. Thank you for taking the time. I love learning from you and hopefully we can get you back on the show again real soon. Well, thanks for having me on, Gary. It's a pleasure. Hope I was helpful. My pleasure. One final note for our audience. We've got some great episodes lined up in the upcoming days and weeks, so be sure to subscribe and leave your comments and feedback. We always appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Modern Practice Podcast. If you enjoyed today's conversation, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud for new episodes. And follow Rectangle Health on social media for more helpful information, news, and event details. Thanks for tuning in.